your prices have to go up. Welcome to Builder Nuggets, hosted by Dwayne Johns and Dave Young. Hey, our mission is simple, build freedom. We're a couple of entrepreneurs turned business coaches who have dedicated ourselves to helping our builder remodeler clients create the most rewarding businesses in the industry. My co-host Dwayne has been a successful builder and remodeler for over 30 years. He's seen the highs and the lows. From the beginning though, Dwayne has been on a quest to find a better way to run a contracting business. In 2016, he found that better way. That's how I met Dave, a lifelong entrepreneur and visionary who measures his success by the success of those around him. He reached out one day with a formula on how to transform my business and the rest is history. Since then, we've teamed up to help hundreds of contractors like you build better businesses and better lives. And now we've decided to open up our network and share our secrets so we can start moving the needle with you. It's collaboration over competition. Each week we bring together industry peers and experts who share their stories so that we can all build freedom together. Many of you are familiar with today's guest. He has proven his expertise by helping hundreds of builders, remodelers, and contractors in the USA and Canada generate leads and close more sales by using the power of their own online presence. He joined us on episode 46 and shared some strategies and tactics for online marketing that have helped hundreds of builders and remodelers turn their websites into lead-generating machines that work 24-7. It's my pleasure to welcome fellow podcaster and founder of Builder Funnel Academy, back to the Builder Nuggets community. Welcome, Spencer. Hey, thanks, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. Thanks for taking the time. It's always great to have you on. Been listening to some of your stuff as well. So for the listeners, our Builder Nuggets listeners out there, maybe just give them a quick little recap of who you are, what you do, and what you've been up to since we spoke back in the fall. Yeah. uh, Quick rundown. My family's been in residential construction for 110 years um, out in the Seattle market. And uh, I got into this this wacky world of construction uh, from the digital marketing side uh, in 2010. Helped my uncles go from 2 million to 12 or 10 million in four years, their remodeling division. And we just said, hey, let's go help some more people grow and figure out the whole digital marketing thing. So built an agency around that and been doing that for 12 years now. Yeah, since we last spoke, we actually made a couple of big shifts in our business. One, just helping people really focus on strategy versus just jumping right to tactics. And uh, so we're super excited about that, just getting people thinking more long-term, building systems, putting together a framework and not just like throwing a bunch of stuff at the, the marketing wall. And then building community, you know, like we've got so many big challenges going on right now. We've got the answers out there, but we got to pool them together and we got to crowdsource that a little bit. So um, we're excited to just be kind of fostering and developing that as well. Yeah, that's cool stuff. You're talking our language here. I mean, we talk a lot about strategy and having plans in place before you just kind of dive into anything, whatever aspect that might be in your business. That's uh, that's important. You and I had spoke a little while ago and around, well, I think we probably bounced a dozen or more topics off that we could (laughs) dive into. But the one that both of us sort of landed on was, you know, the last few years have really been like no other. When I look back at construction, I mean, I've been in construction 30 plus years. Yeah, we've had COVID, we've had some other things, but in a way, I feel this is some uncharted territory. I mean, I think inflation is probably here to stay. And I don't think, I don't think you could even say that since maybe the seventies, you know, that inflation is really (laughs) that much of a, an issue material shortages, you know, labor struggles, that stuff's not going away. Yet at the same time, demand is through the roof and there's probably going to be a ton of other post-COVID factors. But 
I think, you know, the big thing is, yeah, these things are here and we can all look at these as, man, these are monumental challenges um, or you could spin them into an opportunity, you know? So what, from your perspective, what, what's your view on that? I get really into this topic of like inflation and, and, um, and how it's impacting our businesses and our industry, but also just from like a personal standpoint, I'm big into like investing and wealth building and, you know, that sort of bucket and personal finance, and then obviously run and operate my own business. And so I think like looking at the, at that blend and trying to find like the opportunities there. I mean, a few things that, that I've been thinking a lot about is when you think about, you know, the businesses that we're all in, you know, they're very project heavy, they're very labor intensive, you know, supply intensive, all these kind of things there's a lot of risk, right? And and you carry a lot of sometimes financial burden, you know, depending on your billing structure and all that kind of stuff. So if you're running for some good years, I think a general strategy to think about is like taking chips off the table and putting those into other productive assets, whether that's, you know, real estate or stock market or crypto or, you know, whatever you're into, but things that are going to help hedge against inflation or protect you or even benefit. Like we've all seen, and anybody that owns their own home, or if you have some rental properties, you know, I've seen all of those just balloon in the last two years. And it's just because you're riding, you know, the inflation train. So I think about those types of things just from like a very macro, like I have a business and I'm trying to build time freedom in my life. Like, what should I be thinking about? And then kind of just like in the weeds on the business side, it's funny because I feel like uh, when you look at like products, you go to the grocery store and you're like, I've got, I'm buying Coke and chicken and, you know, whatever, all my normal stuff. Like those guys are all raising their prices, right? And they're not up seven and a half percent. They're up 40%. They're up a hundred percent, you know, and we just do it, right? Like we just go there and we buy it because we need it and we have to. But for whatever reason, when it comes to services, we're all hesitant to raise our prices, but we have to do the same thing. Like our labor costs are going up. Obviously our material costs are going up. So we have to move those up. But like when you've got a supply and demand ratio, like we have now high, high demand, low supply, you can justify those prices too. And that's how you remain hyper profitable. And so I think we need to just remove some of the fear of around raising prices and recognize that like, yeah, you might turn away some projects, but like, hey, if you do the same revenue, but you're four times as profitable, you're going to be much happier, you know? Um, so those are just some initial thoughts, to like kick it off, I guess. You can either look at that as, you know, it's pretty black and white. Do you exhaust all your energy on trying to, you know, stay what you think is competitive and land every job losing money or dial it back a little bit, really focus on it. Think about, yes, I do have to raise my prices. This is justified. Run it through your your accounting systems, figure out what's what, like you said, and end up in a, in a more stress-free, more profitable environment. I think that is tremendous advice. Yeah. And I mean, I, I talked to somebody um, last year and they were wrapping up the year and they were, they were, they were going to do 5 million. Um, and I think that was like significant growth over the prior year where they were, you know, three and a half or something like that. They broke even, right? Like, man, what a bummer, um, that you, you like growing is tough. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of work. You're scaling, you're training people, you're, you know, dealing with more projects than you're used to. You're trying to figure out, you know, all the supply chain issues that we've had. And then to come out breaking even, like, I just, I don't want to see that, you know, so I want, I'm 
trying to encourage people to like raise those prices, raise them aggressively. And if you start getting more no's and you're really starting to feel like you're slowing your business down or you're like you're not landing any projects, like now you kind of know where the wall is, but I don't think m- most people are doing that, right? Like we're not all pushing the limits and you don't have to push it all the way to that point. <laughs> so no. And like I said, I mean, I think that's the thing that I don't want to say concerns me because it's more a matter of just being very proactive and looking at what's coming. But I mean, I don't think that the vast majority of builders or modelers out there have really ever seen a lengthened or or drawn out inflationary period. It just hasn't even been in our overall economy for close to 40 years, you know, but I, I do honestly think I think it's here to stay. I don't think the level of rise, I don't think the inflation is going to go up like it has over the last couple of years, but I don't see it going, you know, turning around and becoming deflationary. I think things are just going to continue to cost more and more. So what kind of things specifically on that in, on an inflation topic do you think that builders really should be thinking about? Uh, obviously, we stated one, you know, raising prices, but what do you think? I mean, what other things do you think we need to, as builders or modelers, be focused on, on business owners here? I mean, when you've got an inflationary environment, if you think about what that means, it just means like, hey, the value of the dollar is going down compared to the supply of goods and services, right, that are out there. So, hey, if we have the same supply of builders and remodelers that we did two years ago, roughly the same number of businesses serving all of these people, even if demand stayed the same, but we've got had all of this money printing, and it's been a lot in the last two years, but it's really been, you know, since the Great Recession, it's been like 10 or 12 years of stimulus at different times. And and so you look at the devaluing of the dollar, like your prices have to go up no matter what, even if you don't have excess demand or a, a favorable ratio between demand and supply. Um, and so that's what I really look at is, okay, like if the value of the, the dollar is going down, that just means it's going to take more dollars to buy the same thing. And that's why we're paying more at the gas pump and the grocery store and all that. And then the other thing to think about too is, you know, wages, you know, and that you've got for your team in addition to the cost of raw materials. And so on the wage side, you know, people are expecting raises. And if inflation used to be two or 3% and now it's seven and a half, you know, you're going, okay, so if my, you know, my payroll needs to go up by 8% or 10% this year, what does that mean? And and all of the answers kind of drive towards like you have to raise prices or you have to get more efficient and, and then, you know, jam more dollars into the same time. And like efficiency can be gained, but where there isn't heavy use of like technology and AI and automation yet in automation space, like those things drive efficiency. But right now for us, the, I think the, the playbook is raised prices because you look at an iPhone and you're going, yeah, an iPhone's expensive. What, 1500 bucks or two grand for like this thing? But it's like it replaced a video camera, a phone, you know, storage, a music player. Like if you added up all those individual items, it would be way more than the cost of the phone. And so efficiency actually drove the price down into one item. But like we're not really building that type of efficiency in yet. So the other things of you know constantly being vigilant around with with your trades, your sub suppliers, knowing what's going on, communicating that stuff to your homeowners, not getting caught in a position where you know you said one thing and it turned out to be another. You know that's in some cases we all know 
quotes are changing on a 24 hour basis. So, you know, you have to stay on top of that. And that probably will begin to settle down towards the end of this year. But, you know, when it comes to raising prices, I mean, I, you think, as you said earlier, you know, there's there's people that are their prices are going up double, triple digit percentages. And here we are going, well, do I raise my markup? You know, do I raise my margin? It's all, you almost feel like you're limited into what you can do about it. Um, and I think you've got to think about everything. You got to think about your hourly rates for all your employees. You got to really be making sure you're capturing as best possible, whatever model you might fall on, but try to make sure you're getting paid for all of the billable time, you know, for everybody in your company. And yeah, the focus on the margins. I mean, but, uh, it, you know, the flip side to that is, you know, it's going to be time to provide more value to the client. You know, the clients are going to start to challenge all of us probably more and more on these prices. You can sit here and point the finger at all these other reasons. It's still going to come back to the contractor sitting at the table trying to sign the contract with the homeowner. You know, you're just more expensive. Even though all these other things may be expensive. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Have you seen in some folks or builders you, you've talked with, have you seen struggles in their ability to to raise prices or is it just a matter of being uncomfortable in raising the price? Good question. And honestly, the the sense and the vibes I'm getting is it's it's more just uncomfortable because yeah, because if you think about um, like milk doubling and it's like two to four dollars, but you think about a kitchen remodel doubling and it's like fifty grand to a hundred grand, like <laughs> that's a different conversation that you're having with somebody. And so yeah. you know, or or the price of a new home, you know, and we've seen those go up, you know big numbers too. And so I th- I think there is a level of discomfort in being like, yeah, whenever I quoted this for the past four years, it was always like in this range. And, and now it has to be like way more than that. And that feels maybe a little bit like you're sticking it to the customer and you don't want to be that person. You know, usually it comes from a place of good heartedness, I feel like, you know, because you're like, hey, I'm looking out for the customer. And I would argue that you need to look out for yourself so that you can take great care of the customer. Because if you're if you've got razor thin margins, you're gonna deliver a bad experience. Like you're not gonna, you know, wanna be at the job site all the time. Like you're not gonna, you know, you're because you're gonna be squeezing, you know, your your efficiency there. And so I, I think you hit on the few things like what's your overhead looking like? What is your what are the actual prices looking like right now? And then how did you quote the job? Did you quote it with the right? margin in there, you know, and if you're running off of depending on how I know everyone does it differently, you know, some people look at markup and, um, and all those different things. But if you're using percentages, like it should hold, you know, as long as you're using, you knew you've got your inputs correct. So it can't just be as simple as saying, oh, well, I'll raise my markup a little bit or, you know, because if you're looking at things right, you should be able to maintain your margins on, on product, on, on, you know, services, trades, but you know, you've got to look at, you've got so many other behind the scenes costs, your overhead, your insurance is probably going higher. Your, you know, your utility bills going higher. fuel interest rates are going to start to kick up hourly rate wages, as I said, and those are just going to continue to go up. So you got to make sure that you're covering and more, you don't just want to, you know, inherently you're going to have to make sure you're coming out of this on the plus side, you know, and also hedging for what's going to happen six months, 12 months from now. So yeah, I mean, I think I definitely encourage folks to go out there, take a hard look at your at your numbers, um, sit down with your accounting team, if you have one accountant, whatever that might be, you know, and really do a deep dive so that you're not only figuring out what you need to do to, in, in some cases, probably just get caught up, but get ahead of it, as I said, for the next 12 months or, or beyond. Other things in this new environment that, that you had mentioned were, 
the shortage of new homes and the demand and, and different ways to capitalize on that. What are you what are you seeing there? We're millions of homes short, you know, still catching up from the Great Recession. So if you think about that part of it, again, it's a supply demand sort of thing. I mean, we've seen just in our neighborhood, we we built and finished in April of 21. And just in that same community, in a span of 12 months, we saw stuff jumping up like a hundred grand, you know, in terms of a, a price point. And so I feel like there, there's a little bit of this, um, you kind of mentioned it's like pricing in the future. And so if we, we've got like, you're going under contract and we obviously all learned that we need to have some clauses in there that if like material costs skyrocket, like there's, Hey, we're not on the hook for that. We're not going to eat that. But even that aside, you look at, okay, by the time I get to production, after I go through design and production, like my trades might be charging more or I might have given my team raises, you know, and that sort of thing. And it, and it could be six or nine months between contract signing and when you actually start. And now your inputs are different. So I think staying pricing in the future is a smart move. But I mean, yeah, just looking at the macro landscape, if you got millions of homes short, it's tough to, you know, people are on wait lists for new homes. And then they're also, you know, having to wait a long time to get in. And then resale is still like bidding wars. So then a lot of people I think are going to look at, okay, do I remodel instead? Because that whole new construction is is a nightmare. And so I think um, the next couple of years will be really, really strong for both sides, you know, whether it's new, new construction or remodel. And so the posted number of 7.5% cannot be the real number like that if you look at how that number is like if you look at how that number is made up and what goes into it it's like they spot yeah and they'll say things yeah things like 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 fuel and food and all the stuff you need every day isn't isn't figured in that number (laughs) right and so you gotta figure we're closer to like 15 20 percent and so i i would just get overly aggressive with with how you're factoring that into what you're doing. And it's really not, I, I don't feel like it's taking advantage of people. It's really just pricing it into the reality. And because you said, like you said, this is uncharted territory. It feels weird, but that's literally how capitalism works is there's supply and demand. And if well, there's yeah. low supply and high and demand, you, like price goes way, way up. <laughs> yeah. So. And, and if you, you know, don't, don't raise prices or you don't take actions to be a strong company and maintain your margins, you're just, you're going to end up going out of business and that doesn't do the client any benefit no. either. You know, you, everyone's got to stay in a strong position through this. Want to level up? Connect with us to share your stories, ideas, challenges, and successes. The Builder Nuggets community is built on your experiences. It takes less than a minute to connect with us at BuilderNuggets.com, Facebook, or Instagram. Want access to the resources that can take you and your team to the next level? One call could change everything. We talked earlier about you can look at it as a challenge or an opportunity. I mean, it's it's apparent that the demand at all levels is going to stay high for the, well, the, at least the the near future. So what do you think are some some ways people can position themselves because obviously you're not just going to throw this on the table and say, okay, Mr. Homeowner, I've just raised my prices 30%. You know, there's ways that you have to provide value. So what 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 are some things that a builder or modeler can be doing in their messaging and the way they present stuff to the client that lets them know they're, you know, they're advocating for the client. They're trying to make sure they're protecting the client, getting the client the best value. What sort of things do you think they could be thinking about? Yeah, I think it's um, experience and expectations. You know, so 
we obviously don't want to be the, the low cost uh, provider. That's not the game to be in. So we're kind of we're we're selling this experience um, that results in the finished product. And I think there's lots of um, different things you can do uh, to make it a great experience. And it ties in with the other E, which was expectation. So it's like um, I, I'm a big believer in transparency. So hey. Hey, Mr. Homeowner, like, uh, this is crazy right now, right? Like lumber prices are all over the board, you know, things are happening, but you know what, like we've navigated the, this the last 18 months, like here's what we're doing with our clients. We talk about what the price is today. Um, we, you know, when we go to order that we're going to revisit it with you. And, you know, if price is adjusted, like, Hey, we might need to spend some more if price has gone up, but like, that's something that's out of your control, out of my control. It's the environment we're in. I know you, you know this project's super important to you, and it's my job to make sure that we look for the best value in the products. It's out of our hands, and we want to get you to the finished end result that you're looking for, and just keep you in the loop every step of the way. And like letting them know there's unknowns. Like we can't we can't lock in these prices. Cause if we did, like we'd be out of business. And if we're out of business, like you're halfway through your project and nothing happens. And so like, I don't think there's anything wrong with having some of those honest conversations. And I think that actually builds, builds more credibility. And I think it increases your chance of getting the sale. And so I, I know everyone has different levels of what they include in their contracts and all and all that. But I think you can you can either be a little more vague or a little more specific depending on what you do put into your stuff, but still communicating those overall principles. And and I think sharing stories of like projects that you have completed during the pandemic and like how it went for customers and like things that you've learned and and hey, yeah, we quickly learned that this wasn't going to work. So now we do X and people are like, oh, they're actually thinking about it, you know? Um, and sometimes it's just basic right. communication, but I think it, it does come back to a lot of just like expectations. Like this is what it's going to look like. It's going to be a little bumpy, but we're going to make it as smooth as we can for you. I think the savvy homeowners out there, they, they understand this is a pretty uncertain climate we're in. And I think if you're coming to the table as a true professional and giving them some some real guidance as to where we are being real with them. You know, I think that's what people want right now. I think they really just be straight up and, and let people know what, if something's not available, you have to tell them right away, it's not available. Yeah. Tough decisions have to be made from the very beginning. Position yourself that way. Talk to them about the, you know, rising numbers, what you're doing as a company to keep yourself, you know, strong and in the game. I mean, that stuff I think is all really beneficial and going to set you up for just being able to compete better as as i said because i i do believe as we start to continue to move forward probably towards the end of this year things are going to tighten up to a certain degree i think people are going to challenge the costs of everything probably it'd be time for all of us to to work again to make the sale so to speak um <laughs> you know so you 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 better have uh, some tools in your arsenal to you know to to show some value for that client and as a marketer, uh, like um, I always think about these types of pieces too. Like these are great videos to put on your website. Like they're great to include in your email campaigns that are going out to prospects. Like if you become the educator on what's happening in the market, like we're all like you and I are talking about this and everyone listening is probably like, yeah, I know there's supply problems and, you know, I know there's, you know, rising costs, but like the clients don't always have their finger on the pulse. Like they're kind of aware, but no. but as soon as you start communicating it, literally you're just transposing what you already know and you're just 
punting it out to your customer and they're like, wow, this, this person really knows what they're talking about. Like they're on top of the, the industry. They know what's going on. And so it's a funny thing because it's just sharing your normal knowledge, but it becomes expert knowledge to them. You know, one of the other things we talked about was this work from home trend that we've seen and how that's changing a little bit of the, the landscape as well. I mean, I think it's changing, obviously, how people work, probably where people live. Uh, that that I've certainly seen that um, to a pretty extreme degree, uh, especially these rural areas are, are just seeing a, a huge uptick in, in interest. Short term rentals, you know, people being able to work from anywhere. What kind of opportunities is that? over the next few years for builders and remodelers? I mean, that may, maybe they're not thinking about now. I think a few different areas. I mean, you're right. I think we have to kind of keep our eye on traffic patterns, like what what states are people moving to and which states are they leaving, you know, and you can get a sense for um, how that's going to go. In terms of the remote work, yeah, I think like really cool home offices and, you know, home gyms and, you know, creative outdoor spaces and, you know, like... Um, even using, you know, positioning yourself that way, like we're, we're, we've recognized that life has changed. And so we're building designs around this new integrated environment, like maybe it's soundproofing in the office, you know, it's differently, you know, knowing that people are working from home or doing school from home or both like, okay, you need to set this up as like home base for everything. Great. Like, here are the things that we're, we're doing and, and talking about. Um, so I think there's like, kind of a design angle and just like understanding like, hey, this is a big cultural shift that we're seeing. And so how do we um, how do we position ourselves as the the people that are adapting and are on top of that? You mentioned short term rentals. Like I know in the the investment space, like people are diving into that world in a big, big way. Um, because yeah, I mean your typical like tech worker, like they can now just go grab an Airbnb for a month somewhere and then, then go grab Airbnb in a month somewhere else. And, and so targeting the investors might be an opportunity to like, Hey, I'm going to help you create a space. That's great for, you know, um, people that are actually looking to kind of go somewhere new, but they're really working while they're out there. Um, and so maybe there's an angle there too. But a lot of a lot of people are diving into investments like that, and so I think there's just going to be a lot of like remodel. And that work could be a double. That yeah, that could be an opportunity both ways, as you mentioned earlier. To where, yes, maybe from your building remodeling business, that could be a segment of the market that you start to target, you go after. But also, that could be sort of a little, whether it's a side hustle or whatever. Maybe it's something you think about, like you said, taking some chips off the table and thinking about, hey, maybe I need to get into some some other investments. Yeah, I think that demand is going to continue. They've they've found their freedom through through being able to do things remotely. There's a lot of folks like that. And they've also realized that I can work remotely, but I don't really want to work remotely from the same place all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a little stale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little stale after a while. But on um, that topic of like uh, taking chips off the table, like, yeah, if you, if you got a um, well-running business, you know, paying yourself a, a good salary and like you're dropping 100, 200, 300 grand to the bottom line, like why not start buying yourself some freedom? Like cause really at the end of the day, like when you've got that, you got a couple options. Like one, you can reinvest it all back into your business to help it grow. You can take it all and just do something fun with it, blow it all. Or you could take all that and go like, yeah, I'm going to pick up an Airbnb or I'm going to pick up a long-term rental. And now you're actually hedging inflation and you're using your business as like, 
the cash machine and then you're taking that and putting that into like the wealth building machine. And so those are the things I think about too in this environment, which is like, could I take 200 grand and dump it into growing my business bigger? Yes, of course. And if that's what you want to do, like go for it. But when you think about all the uncertainty that we have probably coming up over the next 12 to 24 months, I always think about how can we remain maybe a little more lean and mean and highly profitable and not necessarily trying to just like scale, scale, scale and be razor thin margins and trying to get from 5 million to 10 million, but making the same amount of money, you know? So uh, just food for thought. But those are the types of things I I think about when you, when you do have kind of a well operating, you know, machine running. Yeah. I, I think this is one of the best, one of the most unique and probably most opportunistic times we've ever had in the construction industry. And folks might not necessarily see it because I know that you're just totally overwhelmed right now. You're just trying to keep up with demand you're slammed, but you've got, in in a sense, you've got a little bit of the upper hand from the, from the sales side of things, you know, with the client side of things. Um, demand is high. For the most part, most builders I talk to seem to be doing, you know, pretty well. That now's the time, as you said. What, what, whatever those investments are, maybe it's a little bit of in reinvesting back in your business. Maybe it's some stuff on the personal side. But I think I think the overall theme of positioning yourself for the next 12, 24, 36 months has really got to be on your radar. I know it's hard because you're it's sometimes it's tough to get past this week because it's it's just there's some chaos going on now. But I mean, I think you really do have to take this opportunity to set yourself up. Because as you said, I mean, what better position than to get yourself in a, to a point six months a year from now to where you've got even better clients, better projects, even if the revenues, you know, lower, but the but the profits higher. That's a you know, that's a lot better work environment to be in than to continue the the nonstop frenzy that, that a lot of us have been in. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm guilty of it, too. You know, you get caught up in top line, but at the end of the day, like what you're bringing home is is what matters unless you're trying to you know yeah. exit at some multiple of revenue which most people in our industry that's not really what what we're doing uh, although no and i think you even said it on on the last podcast you know you talked about that somebody that an example let's say somebody has gone from 5 million to 10 million in the last 2 years because of circumstances you need to be careful if you're trying to maintain that 10 million dollar machine just from an overhead standpoint marketing standpoint all of that you know and then all of a sudden things contract a little bit that's hard to, to deal with. So yeah, definitely, definitely be future pacing. Hopefully this like uh, discussion that we're having is just kind of uh, good food for thought because when you're in it, like you said, like week to week right now, everyone's just like running and gunning. It's, it's so busy and chaotic, but it's usually um, those during those times where you kind of like, you think it's just going to be this way forever, even though in your head, you're like, it won't be this way forever. But but when things are rocking and like demand is so good, you're just like, this is, of course, this is how it should be. And and then it just like flips, you know, and you're like, oh, and then you get caught. So um, yeah, yeah, just trying to think two or three, three moves ahead. No, yeah. we're big proponents of the lean and mean concept here, no doubt. So, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, asset light and uh, cash, cash heavy and cash flow heavy. <laughs> Those are good yeah. things. <laughs> it's a good position. Yep, good position to be in. Thanks, Spencer. You know, it's always great having you on, and and love your perspective on stuff. And what's exciting you about the next six months to a year? What's going on over at Builder Funnel? What do you have? What do you have in store? Yeah, I, I really appreciate you having me on. I I love these discussions and. Um, my hope is that it just makes people pause and think and plan for their own situation. Like, um, you know, you and I will talk about certain things. We might have certain feelings, but hopefully you take this and you're just like, 
that was interesting or that was cool. But like in my world, I'm going to do A and B and those will be great for me. And like, awesome. Like, you know, your situation the best. So, um, but yeah, Builder Funnel, I'm super excited for this year. Really just like I said at the beginning, like helping people focus more strategically. We take people through a blueprint process and this is something we've been working really, really hard on and we're, we're super pumped about it. Um, we've, we've delivered several of these and gotten really good feedback. And it's more of that, like, Hey, we're not just planning for two, three months down the road. We're looking at, you know, a year, two years, three years, and how do we build the foundation for that? And these times are interesting for us because I would like just transparency. I mentioned, I, I'm a big believer in that. Like when the industry is suffering, that's when we're the busiest because everyone's running to us because they need leads and they want to hire a marketing company. Um, and right now, like people don't need leads. They need better leads. They need qualification there. And so really where we're focused on is like, okay, how do we, how do we position you correctly? How do we qualify the best projects? How do we build a system that's going to basically get you put in place for when things do kind of start to trail off? So we're working with a lot of people that are proactive and that's a more fun place to be planning from is like i don't need i'm not desperate today because a lot of people already kind of know what this year is going to look like so my world is like vision and strategy so this is just like oh this is exciting like we're talking to all the people that are thinking two to three years down the road that's like that's a good spot to be and a cool opportunity that is a fun place to be yeah yeah that's cool well that's great man and uh for anybody out there that wants to learn some more or find more about you how can they find you yeah, the easiest way is builderfunnel.com. And uh, you can, they've got tons of resources there. And you can hit our contact page if you want to book a meeting and uh, talk to us. Or if you're just looking for some inspiration, you'll you'll find plenty of it uh, poking around the site. But builderfunnel.com is the easiest way to just uh, connect with us. Sounds good. Well, thanks again, man. Appreciate it. This was, this was good stuff. Yeah, thanks, Dwayne. Hey, thanks for listening. Dwayne and I love hearing from you. Your stories are inspiring and your challenges can be overcome. Got a cool tip, idea for a show, problem that you haven't been able to solve, or maybe just struggling to figure out what you need next and where to get it. We can help. Hit us up at buildernuggets.com and start building freedom.